So I saw a uh, double feature last night. It was uh, Chasing Ghosts and um, the Rockafire Explosion. Chasing Ghosts. Oh, the arcade. Yeah, that was pretty good. Rockafire Explosion is the one that's about the showbiz pizza uh, animatronic puppets. Ah. Which is, there. I remember those, and I also remember when they phased them out and changed to Chuck E. Cheese, which, like, Nobody could figure out why the fuck that happened because like Chuck E. Cheese was uh was like a second rate showbiz pizza and then like as it turned out uh showbiz bought Chuck E. Cheese and then changed their name to Chuck E. Cheese. Which sucked because I love showbiz but I hate Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. That documentary was it was kinda sad but on two different levels. Like the guy who actually made the Rock Fire Explosion, that was kind of a sad story just because uh he's still got the warehouse but he's the only one who works there. He just like sell shit and people contact him whereas mm-hmm. like the guy who bought actually like bought the rock of fire explosion set new from from uh from the warehouse the guy who set it up in his home that guy is pathetic Sheesh. yeah and he he's like i, I drink two liters of mountain dew a day <laughs> what You're he's, he's, he said that and he's and he you know i talk like this i don't know why <laughs> Maybe because you have no teeth. You're fucking with me now. I'm I'm not fucking. Well, he didn't say that last part, but he did say that he drinks like two liters of Mountain Dew a day. And he does talk like this. He's probably got he's probably got redneck mouth, which is which is uh, dental corrosion caused by Mountain Dew. Does, does he did he was he eating some French fried taters with mustard? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I used to drink Mountain Dew until it like started like ripping up my stomach. I, I can have it every now and then, but it it was not good for a while. What about, what about Mellow Yellow? I haven't had Mellow Yellow in a long time. It's hard to find, I know. But Mountain Dew is so acidic, I don't know how you could drink that much a day. I drink one every, like, month. If I if I see, like, a throwback Mountain Dew at the gas station, I'll pick one up. For that pure cane sugar? Oh, yeah, it's so good. <laughs> I know what you mean. I always look Pepsi products over over Coke products anyways. So what do you think of the Comic Sans debate? Oh, that was just... Uh, I, I wouldn't even call that butter. I would, I would just call that uh, Eric not knowing what he's talking about. Or maybe a little bit of butter, because he, like, he was like, well, I hear this from, from graphic designers all the time, but I never hear this from non-graphic designers. Like, yeah, because... <laughs> Non-graphic designers don't really know how to how to explain it, but they can see that you know Comic Sans is not a good font. I know. I even said. I even didn't I say it well. And it's something you don't realize until yeah. it's not there. Yeah, but I've seen I've seen non-graphic designers, you know, express their disdain for Comic Sans. They're like, oh, that font. It's Prano. Hello. You hear me? Yes, 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 yes. It's a. Uh, where are you at, dog? Uh, so, sorry about the the audio. I'm a. Uh, I'm, I'm in a taco restaurant. Okay, I'll be right back. I need to get a glass of water. Okay. So, uh, Neil, tell Pablo about my debate about Comic Sans. I think Pablo will enjoy to hear the the cliff notes of that. Oh, there's not much to tell. Uh, I'm not very good at telling stories, but. Ben was on the webcast beacon uh, newscast, and they got into a debate over uh, whether Comic Sans was good to use in comics or not. Ben Ben was uh, taking the negative position, and Eric said 
said, well, you know, it just conveys information. That's all it needs to do. <laughs> it just conveys information. That's what he said. Yes. Yes. That. That's what any font does. Yeah. It got the job done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was really funny because Eric says no one ever says why you shouldn't use Times New Roman in the comic, and then I explained why. Shouldn't use any syrups in a comic. Yeah, I was explaining why, and and he's like, well, this is the first time anyone ever explained it to me. I'm like, really? <laughs> See, when I was saying that font is as important as everything else in the comic page. Eric's like, well, I only hear that from graphic designers. Is this because of the Boston particle thing? Yes. Wow. How come there's so much drama everywhere these days? I don't know. Neil, what do the comments say about their butt hurt level? It's over 9,000! Well, now we have an opening. <laughs> the Webcast Beacon Network has been covering and promoting creativity and the creative process since 2007, starting with the Webcomic Beacon, a topical webcomics podcast with a jovial bunch of misfits like your local morning radio show. Also, the Webcomic Beacon Newscast recaps, reviews, and discussions of community and industry news relative to comic creators, especially of digital distribution. Also, the Tropecast, the ever-tangential discussion of literary and visual memes. And finally, Web Fiction World. Before webcomics, there was independent and self-published web-release written fiction and literature. Find this all at webcastbeacon.com. Be sure to grab a master RSS feed or master iTunes feed and not miss a thing. One day in the year of the fox came a time remembered well When the strong young man of the rising sun heard the tolling of the great black bell one day in the year of the fox when the bell began to ring. Hello and welcome again to Animation Aficionados. This is your host Ben, joined by my co-host, TV's Mr. Neil. Nandayo. And joining with us, uh, Pablo Prano. Yo, 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 yo. And tonight we are doing a follow-up on Naruto after the drama on the comments page. Yeah. So, should I just kick this off with a good long rant about how we uh, format our shows? Well, yes, and I uh, just I want to get out of the way. There is at least a month in between episodes. This unless we yeah. fast track. Yeah, obviously we're fast tracking. So uh, yeah, we'll be doing two a week for a little while. So uh, okay, so obviously I didn't really watch Naruto at all. So I had virtually nothing to say during the episode. I wasn't going to pretend like I was reviewing the show. I was just along for the ride. We do this every now and then, like. Sometimes I'll have a topic show and Ben will just kind of sit there and sometimes it's the other way around. Usually it's the other way around, actually. Um, the one thing that pisses me off is when we do a show and because it's a show that has flaming fanboys, suddenly our normal mode of operation isn't good enough. For the type of review that we do, it's not really necessary to, for us to watch the entire show. When the podcast first started, we did a series of episodes that were about the Marvel cartoons, and we had only watched maybe one or two episodes per show, and we gave an assessment. Uh, this is based on, on the idea that, you know, a show has to sell itself uh, within the first few episodes, or or people just don't come back. Uh, granted, I was a little surprised by how little we had watched between the three of us, or between Ben and Pablo, since I didn't bother watching it at all. But still, I didn't think that was a problem. 
you know, there, there are these things called pilots where the show lives or dies based on a first impression of an executive. It's true that it takes a while for a show to pick up steam and become good, but sometimes I wonder how long people expect uh, an audience to stick around before they're allowed to render a judgment. Uh, this show is basically from, from the perspective of a viewer. And if a show can't grab us within a certain number of episodes, then how can we recommend it? Now, apparently there's some issue about the accuracy of some of the things that Ben or Pablo had said, uh, particularly in regard to Dragon Ball. Uh, <laughs> I can't speak for Ben, so... Uh... Well, well number, number one, it, there was, the, you know, some people took it way too literally what I said about how when, when Toriyama retired you know the, the kingdom was was split and and you know oda got all the fun and and all that and, and people were like you know well that that's a terrible thing to say because dragon ball because because naruto doesn't have people yelling for 30 episodes and it and they didn't get the point that i was trying to make it which is which is out of the three series that uh, sprung from the uh, sprung from uh, toriyama's from the inspiration of Toriyama's work, Naruto is easily the most boring out of all of them. Yeah. The most boring and the most by the numbers, I should say. Just in case, we have to make this clear because somehow some people are, are, don't understand that this is entirely personal views by persons. <laughs> I mean, um, there, there were three of us in that episode. I was the one who had watched the most. I believe Ben is the one who read the most. And we, we, we just did with the guys we were around. I mean, if we had someone who was into Naruto, he would have been here. But he, there wasn't. So I, I think that's all I can say for that. Go ahead. That when it comes to the format of the show, I believe uh, we are all biased on something. We rarely uh, give an opinion or something that uh, we haven't seen or don't have an opinion made. Beforehead. And that's the thing with, with Naruto, that we all had our opinions formed before in that we weren't into it. And that's what we said out front. Yeah. Ben had this particular dislike for, you know, how dull it felt for him. And for me, well, it felt dull too. But, and we all gave our reasons why. Uh, I seriously would like to know what people see in Naruto because most of the fans that I had growing up with, uh, they all, you know, started hating it. They they stopped caring and they drifted away from the series. And I believe that would probably also be because we we, we didn't grow up with the series. I mean, we we never uh, had the chance to meet Naruto as a kid and then just work our way up from there and say, okay, I'm already married to the series, bring it on. Uh, no, we, we we already have our personal favorites, we already have our personal opinions, and we like watching other stuff, and we're not going to spend 200 hours of our lives watching a series that we are not into. Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's, it's like the argument I got into about people who talk about Avengers, Earth's Mightiest Heroes. I watched eight episodes of that, and I quit. And people say, well, you can't give an opinion of the show because you have to watch more than eight episodes to understand it. I'm like, bullshit! That's like half a season. It is like and half the season. And, another thing is that Pablo said he watched 13 episodes. That's actually a lot. That's for, like he said, like sometimes, sometimes that's like an entire show. And for yeah. for an anime, that's like half a season. And you know, if I'm watching something and you don't have me by by episode 13, 
you don't have me at all. Well, actually, oh. the, the series has a halfway point where you know they have Naruto and Naruto Shibubu or Sh- what, what Shippuden or whatever. It's, a, it's a Hurricane Chronicles. I, I don't know. Shibupi. Shibupi. Okay, so so overall, the, the, this show has 220 episodes. I I, I no, that that's just in regular Naruto. They they have uh, Naruto and Naruto Shippuden. So 220 in regular Naruto. Naruto Classic. In new Naruto has 282. So oh 482 God. episodes. I think not even Dragon Ball Z reached that. I think you're right. Sailor Moon made it to 299. By the way, I rewatched some Sailor Moon movie today. It was way more badass than I remember. And more you know, engaging than that. For me. Then again, that's just me. A Power Ranger fanboy. Yeah, Dragon Ball has 291 episodes. So, But... Uh, you know, with Naruto, I actually, after the episode, I forced myself to read the whole manga because the manga is less painful than the uh, than the anime because I can read really quickly and I don't have to I don't have to hear I don't have to hear some kids shouting believe it. Oh, God. So and and after reading the whole damn thing, I can say fairly that I'm not going to retract the damn thing I said. <laughs> uh, I was totally expecting that because there there was because. A couple days ago, when Neil was writing the show post, Neil said to me, Ben, name some women in Naruto because he wanted to find a sexy girl to put in the post because Neil's like, I can always find a sexy girl. I named some, and I said, and I said, I named like five characters. He said, there, there's a character called, uh, what's her name? Shizuri or something like that, and the character named Kurenai, and, and, and I named all these women characters, and then Neil picked one. I said, and I said, oh, that one. Oh, by the way, she does nothing in the story. But she had a nice high camera angle on her. <laughs> Yeah, Kur and I. Kur and I did nothing in the damn story except get pregnant and not fight anymore. <laughs> I think that's more. I think that's more insulting than what happened to lunch. Wow. Pablo. No, no. Sorry, taco, taco time. <laughs> did you say taco time? I, I did say taco time. Taco. I, I'm in a taco place right now. Oh. You, you, you guys got me off guard. This, this was an emergency meeting. You guys are doing this to us. See how we care. We care about what you think. Okay, so uh, so yeah, yeah. and and everything else of the story is is kind of is is just basically. I, I hate for this to be our second bite to bash Naruto, but I just have to say things like uh, one of the one of the defining points of the story of Naruto is Naruto has a relationship with this emo asshole named Sasuke, whose head looks like a a duck's butt. Um, by the way, I heard there's a legend of a doll from Sasuke who can uh, balance anything on its head. It was a Happy Meal toy. Oh, okay. But anyways, anyways, the whole story about Sasuke was was in the first part of the story, Sasuke was an asshole, just he happened to be on Naruto's team. But And then all of a sudden, they had a relationship because they hate each other. And Sasuke was persuaded to, uh, to join the dark side of the Force by... A guy named uh, Ori, yeah, who's basically Michael Jackson in that he just wants to kidnap young boys for their bodies, just like real Michael Jackson. Well, yes, and uh, 
<laughs> and basically, the the whole thing is they they have this final fight. The, the, this final fight in the first at the end of the first half is supposed to be the culmination of everything. And the funny thing is this this series is is really weird with its power level stuff because because it's trying to go with oh the the characters have a limited amount of energy or chakra in their bodies, so they have to fight smart and all this. And and Kishimoto for the for a reasonable part of the first half tries to stick to his own rules tries but and then and then there's this fight where 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 naruto turns into into uh into a fox with, with a bubble cloak or something and uh and and, I, and, I and, and sasuke has giant hands pop out of his back and it's like what the fuck is this shit yeah i wasn't a fan of that at all i didn't see that fight in anime because like i said i had one of my best friends did follow Naruto, now he's just, you know, like floating through it. And every time there was something that he thought he was cool, he'd say, hey, come here, watch this. And he showed me the Naruto versus Sasuke fight, and I was like, what's this? Giant hand wing. <laughs> he's got hand, baby! Yeah, it's, uh, it's just so... Whatever. I, I, I really well, my, my, a... my love, my love is is there's this stupid shot of, of where where they're clashing, you know, you know, Gallic Gun versus Kamehameha shot where 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 where, where the, the light flashes and it shows the two of them as like eight year olds doing the pinky swear promise. Oh. I am not fucking kidding, Pablo. You know what I'm talking about. I know. Is that where you? Cross your your fingers, you know, making sort of a chain, and, and you say something about one thousand needles falling on your in your hands in case you break that promise. Uh, yeah, yeah, it, it's it's. I swear that this happened. Where basic, like I said, they they, they clash, and, and in the bright flash of light, when when. It, and the funny thing is this, the relationship between Naruto and Sasuke is basically throughout the first half of the damn series, Sasuke is this emo kid who's like, I don't care. I hate all of you. I want to kill my brother. And that's that's all the emotion he shows. And then when, when he's like, I'm going to join Michael Jackson, get strong enough to kill my brother. And then Naruto's like, you can't. We're best friends. And then, they, and then, and then Sasuke fucking puts a hole in his chest and almost kills him. And that's the end of part one. Oh, friendship is magic. It, it, the funny thing is this: the the friendship between Goku and Vegeta feels less feels more natural than this. Uh, again, with the comparisons with Dragon Ball, again, but I I still believe Dragon Ball is way better than Naruto. Is the fact that it doesn't take itself seriously at all. I mean, you can watch the latest uh, OVA they did, the special for the anniversary, uh, and you can tell they're all just having a laugh. At yeah. It. And um, well, on Naruto, people are, are still trying to convince me it's a serious series. Uh, it's serious business. Uh, every time, every, I, I, re- I recall watching this, uh, an, a ninja classmate of Naruto doing the fusion dance with a dog, <laughs> then heightening his senses, his sense of smell, and then being defeated by a part of Naruto. Yeah, Naruto, Naruto has, has, uh, has a has a bad gas control because his diet consists of nothing but ramen. So, uh, seriously, I, I I I can't take this seriously at all. It's you you can pretend for a second that they actually mean this or that I should pay some higher respect to this series than I don't know. I, I think my, I I've been thinking about this. Maybe maybe Death Note 
which of course it's stupid because it's about a, a notebook where you write and people die. But I love that series and I love the way it takes itself extra seriously uh, to the point of, and now I'm going to eat a chip. Well, the, I mean, the funny thing to me about, well, you know, the funny thing to me about the whole thing is, uh, is, uh, you know, the, the preferred teacher character that you like, uh, Pablo, uh, Kakashi. Kakashi, yes. Okay. Okay. It's, it turns out, you know, you know where, how he got his eye, right? Yeah, I do. Okay. Basically, basically Kakashi had this best friend rival character when he was a teenager and they both like, liked this one girl that was also on her team. And then I think the guy's name, Obito. Uh, I don't recall the names. Okay, he got hit with a rock. It was a big rock, and he was about to die. So he's like, "Hey, Very Kakashi!" Strong. He's like, "Hey, Kakashi, take take my eye." And Kakashi's like, "Okay," and and then and then Obito dies. And then it turns out that the the big bad villain in the whole story is Obito, who oh, somehow survived. That, that came out recently, right? Yeah, he somehow survived, and he's he wants revenge because Kakashi let. The girl they both liked die in an untold story off screen that we don't even know anything about. Wait, uh, so he was alive all this time while she died too? Uh, I don't know. They don't explain Did it. Did he come back to life after she died? Well, let me put it this way. And this is proof that Naruto drags, at least in the manga. They revealed that Toby was Obito. Toby, the, the big bad villain, was Obito like four chapters ago. And they just now got into a flashback about how Toby is Obito. Again, they, they like quadruple confirmed it. Wow. Wow. I... What the fuck? <laughs> well, it is... Naruto finds the worst ways to drag stuff. For example, there's... When Jiraiya... You know, Kakashi's teacher and Pain's mentor dies, killed by Pain. He sends like a cryptic message for Naruto to find out that Pain isn't actually Pain. But they only sort of decrypt this episode, this message, like three episodes later or something like that. This this was told to me by my Naruto fan friend. <laughs> so. Uh, Given that he was pissed about that, I think that I would be even more pissed if I had followed the series up to that point. But then again, uh, my worst problem isn't the fact that it keeps dragging on. I mean, Bleach dragged on for like forever, but again, it's, it, it didn't involve wrist cutting and crying and moping in corners. Yeah, I'm just I'm just watching this damn uh, this damn scene. I'm trying to find the damn picky swear. I believe you. You don't have to make it any more graphic. Oh, I found it. I, I found the damn pinky swear. Well, you know what? I, I just have to, I just have to to show you because it, it is the stupidest thing I've seen in the world. Where 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 it's it it is the Gallic gun versus versus the the, the Kamehameha. The Rasengan, right? Well, the Gallic gun versus the Kamehameha. It's uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's yeah. Here here we go and. Uh, you know, <clears throat> turn your sound off when you watch because because people put music videos behind these damn things. Oh, I knew it would do that. Yeah, so so yeah, there there's the uh, yeah, you know, Kaioken. Oh no, oh no, times. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, yeah, the, yeah. You, you see, they're just sort of looking at each other. It, it's almost homoerotic.
especially especially when 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 Sasuke powers up, he gets like lipstick. It, it's like a Gaga power up. It's it's you know, you know, it's, it's, I'm, lipstick, yeah. I'm almost expecting him to start talking about bad romance. And there's the pinky swear. This really happened. This isn't editing. This is what they showed. It looks like bad editing. <laughs> so, so you know, like I said, it's it's. I I just want to know. It's. Uh... No, it does look like bad editing. <laughs> horrible, horrible editing. This but like this is movie. what happened. Or something. Or I should say, it is bad editing, but it looks it looks like a fan did it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like I like I said, it, it, the the friendship between Goku and Vegeta seems more realistic, and Vegeta fucking killed how many of Goku's best friends again? All of them. <laughs> <laughs> and it was far less homoerotic too. Like I'm sure that there's Yaoi of these two, like all over the internet. You don't want to know. <laughs> you don't want to know about that. Well, it's... In, in, in... It, trust me, if you write Naruto Hentai, you won't find a picture of Sakura. The first hit will be 200 galleries of yaoi between Naruto and Sasuke. Well, well, like I said, the problem with the, problem with the writing is the writers want to make the Sasuke... The writer, Kishimoto, wants to make the Sasuke character a... a uh, a character that you want to root for, and unless you you are like a Twilight fanboy or fangirl, I don't see how you could because because Sasuke is an abusive, uh, violent little uh, emo ass, and it, it it's it's actually quite sad because because he this is a character that has no redeeming qualities. I mean, all his life he wants to kill his brother because his brother killed his whole family, and it turns out wait a minute, his whole family was evil and his brother was good and killed them. And left his brother behind because because he loved his brother that much. Aww. So he so actually he was working for like the secret the secret secret uh, police of of the hidden leaf village, and killed his whole family his whole clan every anyone that that had his last name he killed or family name I should say and left only his brother behind and for this convoluted plan for something I I can't even guess and. And finally, Sasuke kills his brother, and he's like, "Oh, good, finally, it's over." And then, and then Toby Obito, the guy with the mask, shows up, kid, kidnaps Sasuke, and says, "Oh, by the way, your brother was good, and he killed your family because your family, your family was dang nasty evil." And Sasuke's like, "You're lying." He says, "I'm not," and he's like, "Okay." That's not true. And, and Sasuke immediately accepted this from some guy he just met. That's impossible. And, and, so, and so, so Sasuke was like, uh, "Okay, well, I'm gonna kill the whole Hidden Leaf Village because my because they made my brother suffer, even though I wanted to kill him like all my life." You gotta understand, Sasuke is in the in the leather pants. <laughs> but, but isn't that the, his story? Yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean. People lie to him all the time. He falls for it every time, and he's always trying to fix things by killing more people. All well, the time, and he's an ass even to his comrades. I believe he's a woman beater now or two. <laughs> well, I think I think he stabbed one or two women. But uh, the the point is, he is irredeemable. And yet, the the part of the plot is is Kishimoto wants people to. Uh, to sort of uh, root for him because because 
Naruto's big thing is Naruto. Naruto's big quest, big mission is to convert Sasuke back to the side of good. But and, and, and wow, I just realized this that you know Darth fucking Vader was more redeemable than this. <laughs> and he blew up a planet. <laughs> that was that was Grand Moff Tarkin, Neil. <laughs> yeah, Vader was just there, but he let it happen. And with great dark powers comes great dark responsibility. He was complicit, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> well, uh, anything, any reason for me to say the words Grand Moth in in casual conversation? Grand Moth. <laughs> I, I just, I just love that. But, but yeah, but yeah, it's a uh, so, so, so Naruto just keeps on trying to teach Sasuke how to be good again, and Sasuke's like, "No, I'm just going to kill you," and and it just keeps on happening every time they cross paths. It's like Sasuke, come back and be good, and Sasuke's like, "No, I'm evil." I'm gonna kill I the do. whole village. I'm gonna kill every friend you have and you too. And, 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 and Lord are like animals. Lord are like animals. And I'm just I'm just waiting for for someone to say to him, say to him, Naruto, he's just dig nasty evil. <laughs> and it's it it and the thing is he's he's like no I'm gonna convert him he's he's gonna be come back good again and and you know I'm gonna I'm gonna it, it, I just don't believe it. Why can't I quit you? Just finished watching Kamen Rider Force, also known as Friendship is Magic, and it's about this guy who who wants to befriend everyone in the world and then everyone in the universe, and the power of friendship does awesome stuff all the time. So I I gotta give it to him. I mean, I, I believe friendship can overcome stuff, but then again, if they kill you first and you don't get a magical way to come back to life like Force did. You're pretty fucked up. Well, actually, actually, lots of people magically magically comes back to life in Naruto. Yeah, a lot of people do. So I, I believe that Pain in his final act revived the whole village. That he yeah, had. yeah, yeah. Pain killed like a massive amount of the village, blew up the fucking village, and of mass destruction. And and he killed everyone. He killed everyone that was close to Naruto. He, he killed like he killed like the shy girl. He he killed he killed uh, Kakashi. He killed he killed tons of people. And, and and Naruto shows up to Pain and says to him says to him, "You can't kill people. You're gonna make our mentor sad. Even though you like ripped his arm our mentor off, our mentor's arm off and like stabbed him to death and threw him into the ocean. But you're gonna make him sad by doing this. Even though you totally fucking killed him. <laughs> and that worked." Yeah, it, I, I did witness that. And, and Pain's like, oh, you are so right, Naruto. With my last dying breath, I will resurrect everyone I have ever killed. <laughs> Deus Ex Machina. And this is, this is what really happened. <laughs> yeah, I know. And that's what one of the things that I was reading today in the comments that one said that Naruto had the, the gods to actually keep some important characters they killed dead. Uh... I don't know for how long that will be because we have to accept every shonen series that we watch as it is. It's a cliche filled series because that's what a shonen series is. It's ongoing. Editors are going to put their cans into the mix all the time. People are going to be willing to submit to the opinions of the audience all the time. So unless you actually have the balls to say, okay, this is as far as it goes, this is where it ends then you, you can't convince me you're actually going to do this. Besides, if you take every shonen cliche away from Naruto, like, for example, the fighting, 
what would be of that serious by now? I mean, it wouldn't be going up to now. It, it probably wouldn't. What, what would it be about? Imagine this. It's just Saskia and Naruto sitting next to, uh, to each other. Um, I don't know, a classroom, a restaurant, whatever. And, and Naruto's going, hey, let's be friends. Stop being evil. And, and Saskia's saying, no, I like being evil. But come on, you, you, you can stop being evil anytime you want. Let's, I don't know, go eat something. No, I'm evil. I'm in pain here. Well, what I love, my love is they're, they're setting up Naruto to be the ninja Jesus. Well, that's what he wants to be. I mean, that's, that's, that would be the point of the series, right? I mean, Naruto becoming the Hokage. Well, no, 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 just, not just the leader of the, his village, but the, 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 the ninja Jesus. There is an ancient prophecy that they, re, that they revealed three-fourths of the way through the series that we should all know about, even though they reveal it late in the game, about how there's a promised child that will, that will change the ninja world for peace. And, Are you kidding me? Yes. I'm not kidding. Can bring balance to the ninja force? Yes. What if he's the one? And so, 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 so the, the thing I have a problem with is this: you have a you have a series built on the premise of ninja villages and ninjas who are trained in the art of deadly, lethal stealth combat, and you want to have a ninja Jesus to bring peace and understanding and hope and love to the world. Wouldn't that like make the ninjas go out of business, or will they just entirely, you know, entirely sustain their paychecks on finding lost cats instead of assassinating people? You're, you're bringing incredible imagery to my mind. Something like, oh my god, the Messiah, he has been crucified. Pooh, no, it was a shadow clone. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not kidding. They, they, they called him the promised child in, in this damn series. I'm not kidding. And Well, I, I gotta... We, we all know there's something special about Naruto. We all know he's not like other kids right from the start. But I, I thought the whole he has a giant demon fox inside him was already special enough. I mean, if you keep powering him up, if he's, I don't know, he's going to survive. Oh, 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 it's better. He is he is a descendant of the first Hokage, Pablo. So he's not just the son of the, I don't know, what, third or fourth Hokage? He's also the descendant of the first Hokage? Well, yeah, because his mother comes from a village that's not long, no longer there, and his mother's line it ties into the Hokage's line, and stuff happens. Uh, please, please, I, dear author of Bleach, I know you will never listen to this, but end it in a good way. Or, yes. or, or here's a, a nice idea. Yeah, just throw everything around. Change everything. Make something like, you know, uh, Naruto the promised child? How about Sasuke the promised child? And actually, uh, Naruto is dark ninja or something. And he just spirals down evil spiral, evil village, Usumaki stuff. And then Sasuke has to actually make up for his horrible, 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 horrible scenes by, I don't know, rescuing Naruto or something. Because there's actually nothing, no real reason for Naruto to redeem Sasuke. And there's plenty of, I have to redeem myself, baggage for Sasuke. You know what the funny thing is? Is is that reminds me of the last scene in Looney Tunes Back in Action where Daffy saves bugs for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm going. Actually, that's a, that's more believable than Sasuke saving Naruto. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Well, I don't know. I, I bet he will have one final redeeming act where he stops being evil for like a millisecond or something. Well, well, um, the, the funny thing is, is, uh, is what happened was uh, the reason why no one in the village died more than they did was because the Hokage at the time when pain attacked was, was Tsunade, a, a, a woman who is actually like 60, but she uses an illusion to look younger. And she, that's how it worked. And she, she, uh, she used magic slugs to keep everyone from dying. Okay. Okay. So, so, but, but because of the amount of energy she had to use to power the magic slugs, she went into a coma. So they needed to find a new Hokage when she was in a coma so, so like the funny thing is, in the first half, there you don't know anything about the characters they release in the second half. So in the second half, at the very beginning, they re, they reveal this old man named Danzo, who was never introduced in the first half. Who they're trying to play out to be like this dark influence in the in the Hidden Leaf Village, and and Danzo is like supposed to have all this political clout and stuff, and he he's supposed to politically maneuver himself to become the next Hokage. And it turns out that. That Danzo has no political clout or any of the any, or any of this you know magic uh, speaking power or any of this stuff you know it turns out he's not an Obama he's a Biden he just happens to have a magic eyeball underneath bandages that lets him Jedi mind trick people. Uh, well, uh. It gets worse. It gets worse because uh, because uh, Sasuke's clan has like magic eyeballs so so Danzo's not part of Sasuke's clan so Danzo's still like a magic eyeball from a clan member went during the purge. You know, I'm trying to, you know, place myself in the mind of a Naruto fan by now. Something like, I don't know, being born in the 90s, maybe, and then finding out about Naruto around, I don't know what age, and then saying, oh, this is good, this is something, and then growing up together with that series, and then Kishimoto going, oh, yeah, mm, I People are growing up. They're not going to fall for this again. So I got to make something more adult and complicated. Politics. Yeah. No one understands politics. It, it, it gets worse. It gets worse because because uh, Sasuke shows up to kill Danzo because apparently Danzo spearheaded the uh, purge his clan plan that his brother signed on for. Uh-huh. And uh, so Danzo reveals – Danzo's this old man with nothing but like bandages all over his body. So he looks all fucked up. And so Danzo reveals he he has like these giant chains on his left arm and he takes them off and he reveals he has a, a, an arm with like seven eyeballs on him all all from Sasuke's clan like he has a Sharon sh- arm he has an arm with full of eyeballs. Uh, okay. Let me let me let me find a picture because it, it, it's ridiculous. And so, so basically, basically, uh, Sasuke kills Danzo, and 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 it's quite boring. And, and basically, Sasuke is working for the masked man Toby Obito, whatever he wants to call himself that week. And and it, it just it just gets worse and worse from there. At the yeah. I don't know. It's ask a question because because I'm on a roll. I, I had to read this whole damn thing because I because I had a feeling this would come back. I just I, I had a feeling. Come on, any question? Come on. It's I I had to I had to read. So you you got to ask. Okay, hang on. Uh, Scrolling through some uh, stuff because Plug My Duck was really ripping into the show earlier. Yes. 
Uh, I, I don't know. The thing is, uh, mm. yeah, I, I'm still trying to work with that logic I told you uh, about, you know, fans growing up and Kishimoto trying to make up more stuff to, you know, keep them hooked like the, how, how's the, the time jump thing? How, how did that work? I know they did some filler episodes in, in the anime, but how, how how much of a seven is it in the manga? Is it that rough? It's like, and then five years passed or something like that. Well, well, they yeah, basically, basically the story ended in part one where where Sasuke puts a, his fist through Naruto's fucking chest and leaves him for dead, and uh, and then you know Naruto's in the hospital and then it goes immediately to part two. Where three years later, uh, you know, everyone's been training, everyone's been away, and Naruto comes back, and like, and everyone's like, "Come back!" Everyone's like, "Check it out, Naruto's back." Hmm. I'm, I'm, okay, I'm looking at it's. Uh, there you go. Okay. Dum, 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 dum. Oh, here we go. Here's a good picture of the goddamn arm. So there you go. Ah. That's that's yeah. Um, oh, look, it's Karen again, not being grown half as pretty as the cosplayers that portray her. <laughs> so, yeah, there's, there's the... Uh... It's fine. I've already made up my mind to kill you. Oh, great. Uh, I really don't like the clothes that Sasuke is wearing here. He looks like a gaucho. More <laughs> emo. I mean... Kishimoto really thought that this outfit was a good idea. Again, this is all personal taste, but here I don't relate this huge baggy, ultra baggy, literally baggy pants with a rope tied around it, like something classy or cosplay. You know, it's not attractive to me. Sorry, I'm more into the bleach, cartoony, stylized thing. Kishimoto said that his style was more realistic lately, and his whole realistic proportions and not hyper detailed faces, only uh, they just make stuff like this pop out uh, a lot more. It's like when Alex Ross draws, you know, Batman in the ex exo armor thing in the last chapter of Kingdom Come, where everything's realistic around him, and then he he's just wearing this huge, uh, I don't know, piece of plastic. Uh, it, it's not as convincing, and that's some, one of the things that happens with the art in Naruto. I mean, the whole design for this exaggerated stuff pops out a lot more and makes less sense for me. Besides, I, I find it sort of underwhelming the, the way he, he he tells his story. Every time I I open up a page of the Naruto manga, it's like, huh? Uh, I it takes quite a bit for me to actually understand what's going on because it's it's quite vague but also filled with details and by the time I understand what it is I'm I'm underwhelmed well whenever a friend of mine ever told me to try out One Piece and I, I still haven't seen the series as a whole uh, every time I, I see one of the pages from One Piece I, I'm pretty much blown away stuff looks pretty epic and large and filled with details and personality. And every time I'm, I've been watching at this latest, I have to repeat, latest uh, Naruto pages, 
they look so devoid of any sort of emotion. I mean, they're they're way too. I don't know. They feel empty, soulless. And there they're you go. I, I just. Soulless. I Nothing just, looks no less than Saskia. His, his impersonation of an empty shell. And there you go. There's the page of What's Your Name Getting Stabbed. And remember, the art, the author wants you to think he's redeemable. Oh, uh, yeah. He, he just... Saskia sacrifices Karen for his revenge and enters through darkness. Ah. <laughs> uh, Nissan, that's one down. And with this... So, so, he's, so he's speaking to a car. Yeah, he, <laughs> he's speaking to his brother and he's ultra crazy. I love it how he now loves his brother that he tried to kill all this time and now he's, you know, killing people. And the reason he wants to kill uh, people is because people kill people. And I don't know, I feel that if Sasuke had ever watched Gundam in one point of his life, he wouldn't be pulling this shit right now. But then again, they don't have real television in Naruto's world, so. Why bother? They do have television in Naruto's world. They just don't have ours. Yeah, and also 8-bit computers. <laughs> That's one of the things that I was reading today. That Kishimoto said, yeah, yeah, there are computers, but they're like 8-bit computers. They're definitely not 16-bit computers. And it's like, oh, it makes such a difference for me. <laughs> wow. That, that's, that's kind of special. Yeah, so you see, the ninjas are hipsters when it comes to gaming. Because they were fans of 8-bit before it was cool. <laughs> that's, just, that's just terrible, like I said. But, but they're, they're, that's what you get. And uh, I, I'm, not changing my, I'm not changing my statement. I'm not retracting a damn thing. You guys know that I watched the first 13 episodes and also that I watched the first four episodes of Shippuden. And I, I've actually downloaded the first 10 volumes of the Naruto manga, and I'm going to try and read it and see how far I get. But seriously, this is not up my alley. This is not something that I enjoy watching or reading or anything. Uh, so I, I can accept that some people would like it. I have many friends that love this series, but then stopped watching it and drifted away. So I believe there must be some good somewhere, at least at the beginning, and I'm going to go and try to find it because, I don't know, people actually, this is still going. There has to be something in it, right? Well, <laughs> the, the funny thing to me is is before before this, I actually thought that the vast majority of people who still follow Naruto was like, were almost like Tommy Wiseau fans. Oh. You know, you know it's... You know, following it in, in like a camp ironic way, like, oh, it's going to be really bad this week. <laughs> People who just like watching a car wreck. I, I, that, that was my theory that 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 there the were that... in the comments. Some people actually do that. Well, actually, the first two comments we got were were rather nice. It's because the first comment, the 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 guy said, "Wow, it's amazing that you who have seen very little of this series were spot on." Yeah, that's one. Actually, aren't all comments from today? That, that's one of the things. I mean, the podcast was posted on September 5th. We had actually recorded it before, just in case yeah, there is a buffer in animation aficionados. And let's see, we have 21 comments, and they are dated, open up please, September 6th and 7th. 
Yes, and so, the first comment the first comment was saying for you guys to make the criticisms you did, even when you haven't read much of it, is pretty spot on considering the people who do follow and make fun of it week after week all share the same opinion. So that right there shows we aren't in the minority that that even though Pablo and I had experienced less of a percentage than most people have, we were still spot on. And Ace Ace CS even even said that even said overall that that uh, that that we were pretty much right, but I, he preferred the pre Shippuden over post Shippuden so, because, like I said, Kishimoto at least tried to keep a semblance of he was trying to follow the rules he set versus oh here's a new power up oh here's a new power up oh yeah Naruto mm. you need to go to the next power up the next power up is Sage mode where you turn into a toad mm. and then your next power up is QB mode where you do something in uh, your stomach. Uh, I don't yeah. know. I do have to say that from the two series that I did get to watch, you know, the first four episodes of Shippuden and the first 13 of Naruto, uh, I stick to the classic Naruto, too, because it is it's it is as they say. It has more clear what they were aiming at and the rules they were following. Uh, I wasn't into it. I believe none of us were into it, but... Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm still gonna give it, try and read those first chapters and see if I I can learn something from it. But uh, I don't see myself becoming a fan at all. Seriously. Yeah, I and just, at least at least Earthbender. I have to say, at least Earthbender Charlie told us outright what he felt was the actual problems with with our episode. Yeah, that's pretty bad. But everyone else has has been pretty much just pretty much just saying that we need to. You know, watch the whole thing, and then uh, make an assessment. And better be the uh, right assessment, damn it! Again, like I said, thirteen episodes is a whole series for me. I have seen an awesome series greatly developed in thirteen episodes. I know this was following an adaptation of a manga, and mangas, especially shonen jump mangas, tend to drag on and on. But uh, I wasn't hooked with that. Um, well, that's. Uh, that's about it. I, I, get, I do have to say something in favor of the Naruto anime series, and that is that it is more, it, it takes more risks when it comes to animation and doing Sakuga. Uh, it does have some impressive uh, Sakuga animation. When you, they let the animators out and they just animate a whole fight from scratch, they're goddamn awesome from time to time. Yeah. But when that's not happening, uh, I'm not into it. So that's it. Uh, and people are closing up here, so I gotta go too, because you know, tackle places actually do close up after 12 a.m. All right, well, uh, thank you, Pablo, for joining us on this special episode. I think we're about to wrap it up, but overall, yeah, it's we don't always watch every series we 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 categorize. Uh, for instance, uh, Neil, I, I I would dare say we only saw about one fourth of Teen Titans, but I think our infamous. Teen Titans episode is one of the best ones we've done yeah, because we were so. extremely on point. Yeah, yeah, I would say about a quarter to maybe half would be. Well, even that would be like, you know, more than enough. I'd say like the first ten episodes, if you if you can get through that and not find anything redeeming, there's really no point to go any further. I don't I don't see what the argument is. It's like you haven't watched all of it. 
Yeah, well, I, I watched uh, Naruto because it was on on TV while I was doing a double shift at the TV station. And they were doing marathons and Cartoon Network after 12 a.m. Uh, and I wasn't, you know, I, I couldn't care enough to actually change the channel. And that's how I ended up watching those first 13 episodes. <laughs> that's how it went. Apathy. I think that the thing now is that uh, people actually have to pay to get to see some of the stuff. I mean, that that's uh, that's not the 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 exact way it's working right now with all the discontinuations and stuff, and people can actually get to try stuff for free. But back in our days, when we actually had to pay for 20, uh, 21 bucks for a VHS of a fan-dub copy, uh, we actually had to be more selective and picky about what we actually watched or read. So uh, I don't see how we can, you know, get into Naruto right now. <laughs> you know, really quick, uh, somebody brought up the, the risks they took in the animation. Uh, wasn't it Naruto that kind of borrowed some stuff from Cowboy Bebop? Oh, yeah. yeah. Fight <laughs> scenes. Uh-huh. <laughs> I believe that it's based on a Bruce Lee fight scene. Actually, know. actually, the animation in the second half of Naruto is it gets really, really bad. I mean, there's lots of cost cutting. There's lots of there's lots of scenes where because the ninjas wear headbands that show their 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 country of origin, you know, just like fruit. They <laughs> they they uh, sometimes you know the, the 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 symbol on the the headbands you know spontaneously switch because the because you know the the artists just don't the animators just don't give a fuck. So it's like old episodes of Transformers where the uh, the insignias would switch all the time. Yes. Yes, and other times, other times, you know, actions that you know, one one episode's like silky smooth and kind of sweet. The other one is like, oh, I'm I'm moving my hands. It's like I'm playing patty cake instead. It's like boom, 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 boom. It's it's over exaggerated and slow. And uh, it, that, that's because of the various studios that are working on it, and because of the high demand that they have to fill with the episode quota. But also, uh, the, you do you guys do know that for the DVD re-releases and stuff. They have actually redrawn frames. Oh wow! So they kited. They kited. Yeah. They kited. It's it's everywhere. I don't know. Well, yeah, we got we got to close up here because they're closing up the tackle place. So. All right. Uh, well, uh, the, this was our this was our Naruto follow up. I think people understand better now. And and goddamn you guys, I, I actually had to read the damn manga. So so now I can say with an informed opinion, I'm not retracting a damn thing. <laughs> Uh, I'm still gonna try to give it a shot, but I, I don't promise anything. So I don't know. Uh, let's do. Let's say goodbye, please. <laughs> all right. Good. All right. So this is Ben with TV Fisher Neil. I'm Pablo Prino saying good night. Good night. Good night. Do you like retro shows? Did you grow up in either the 80s or the 90s? Then tune into Telecast GeekcastRadio.com's newest podcast. Join us here on the telecast as we revisit some of your favorite shows, such as Clarissa Explains It All, Salute Your Shorts, Saved by the Bell, and much, much more, only on GeekCastRadio.com. Hey, I'm Gary. I'm Mike. I'm Chuck. And I'm Justin. 
Join the four of us every week on the Internet's number one and longest-running G.I. Joe podcast, What's on Joe Mind? It's Joe news, reviews, and interviews like you've never heard them before, delivered right to your MP3 player. Our guests include Jason Marsden, Kevin Michael Richardson, and Matt Yang King from G.I. Joe Renegades, Larry Hama, Robert Atkins, and John Barber from IDW Publishing, and many more from around the online Joe community. Yeah, it's guys talking about Joe. Think of it as Joe talk meets sports talk. And we make fun of Chuck. Right, and we pay again. Come on, Chuck. We're just kidding, kinda. Sometimes Chuck makes fun of himself. Right, and we... Okay, seriously, this is just getting ridiculous now. It's What's on Joe Mind, every week on the GeekCast Radio Network, InsidePulse.com, Stitcher Smart Radio, and iTunes. Download and listen today. I suppose I still can't say something about Transformers, can I? Good No. What about sports? That sounds good. Yeah, that's alright. Grab your helmets because it's time to assemble Mask. The GeekCast Radio Network has launched Mask to Mayhem with your hosts Optimus Solo and TFG and Mike. This podcast covering all 75 episodes of Mask will feature in-depth analysis of every episode, talk on the toys, and more. Mask to Mayhem will run 30 podcast episodes. You can find us on iTunes and on www.geekcastradio.com. Get your spectrums ready as podcasting is the ultimate weapon. Uh, okay, well, we'll move on uh, to the Comic Sans story. Uh, Dave with uh, uh, from, from Dave Kevin's where um, one of the people who got the love hate picture. Speaking of lights, I'm called for Ben. Okay, uh, that sounded like Cher singing yeah. again. He, he sounded he, like Neo going into the Matrix. What he, the what he said is. Um, <laughs> Dave Gibbons um, talking about the Comic Sans service, um, font, and this is one of the things that people love to hate, um, is, is, is hating on Comic Sans and hating on this sort of thing. And so Jason was going to sort of throw it over to you, Ben, what your opinion on Comic Sans is. Well, no, sir, I don't like it. <laughs> it's uh, Comic Sans is something that was created by a programmer. It's 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 uh, it's based off of Costanza's work loosely. It uh, and you know all I have to say is thank God for Blambot for existing <laughs> because Comic yeah. Sans is a blight on the graphic design community. People use Comic Sans in places it's not even meant to be used. It, if, I, if, if I could be a devil's advocate here, because the oh point of lettering in comics is to convey information. Comic Sans does do that. It conveys information. Why, why is it so important that you use a certain font? I mean, because typography, be typography is is one of the most important parts of graphic design. And I say this also as a comic creator, a comic artist, and a graphic designer that that good typography is just as important as everything else. So typography brings everything together. Because it's one thing to use a legible font. It's another thing to use a font that complements what you're doing. See, but here's, you know, I've heard that argument from every graphic designer I have ever known. That typography is is the essential part of is the essential part of design. You know where I have never heard it from anyone who is a, who is not a graphic designer. I have never heard anyone who is not a graphic designer read a comic book, look at a flyer, or say anything and go. Ugh, not this font again. I've well, heard it occasionally. Well, look at it this way. Look at it this way. 
when you look at a great piece of advertisement or a great layout or a great website, do you? It's something that's almost subconscious that that makes you go, "Wow, this is nice." And to explain it to someone like you is difficult because you're like, "Oh, I would never <laughs> notice anyways. You could just throw Ariel on it, and I'd never know." But see, when you see, look at one of those great ads. The fact that it looks great to you, and I don't have to explain why, is proof that typography is important. I don't know. I, so ahead. it's subconscious. Seraphin, go ahead. It, um, it's a I don't know. I, I, I got up and left for about a minute. Um, I'm back we're, Ben Did and I are having lessons? an argument. Ben yes. says oh, okay. that typography is essential to making it look professional and nice and having a pleasant experience. My argument is I hear that from graphic designers and no one else in the world. Well, no, like, but I, I agree. I agree it, um, that, I mean, typography is part of what, I mean, if you, if you're going to, if you buy a comic and the art is, sh if you if pick up a comic and the art is shitty, you know, are you going to buy that comic for, because, oh, this, you know, like if the art, if you, Feel nothing from the art. Most people they say that when they buy a comic, unless they really trust the writer, like it's Alan Moore or somebody, they are going to look at the art first, and that's what that's sells it. And the, and um, the second, and then what makes them go back and read it is the writing. But the art is the selling point. Hmm. And so, how is the look of a font any different from the look of the art itself? That's what exactly. I think. Exactly. Let me let me let me give you an example. Send me a scan of any comic page, and I will personally, in five minutes, replace that with Times New Roman. And I'll put them side by side, and you know what we're going to pick? The one that's professionally lettered every time. Okay. See, I have, a, I have an obsession with um, Courier, because Courier, to me, looks very DIY. And, and the aesthetic that I'm going for with my... So a lot of my work is a sort of DIY punk indie kind of feel, and Courier has that old typewriter feel. And you wouldn't use Courier for Spider-Man, but maybe you would use it, well, for, for a older... noir, for noir comic, possibly. Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, you know, it, the, I mean, if you want to look at clever use of typography, look at like Sandman comics, where every member of the Endless, they're or most of them anyway, they have a very unique. Um, like like dreams typography, it's black speech bubbles with white lettering popping, and it's got this sort of haunting feeling, and that's sort of indicative of dreams personality. Whereas deliriums, it's it's all you know distorted and colorful bubbles because she's delirium, she's out there, she's you know dreamy and and kind of crazy and well very crazy actually. Um, and then and some like desire, it's fancy, it's on the curly cue kind of feel. To it, but then death has a very normal kind of looking comic font because we want to relate to death as like somebody who you would feel personable with, and then you like because because um, um, Neil Gaiman said that death is based on what he would hope the Grim Reaper, who, say that in quotations, would be like if he passed on. Like who would he want to meet passing on? And so he designed this cute bubbly goth girl. And her, the font that's used for her is more normal. So typography can influence how you read what a character is saying just as much as um, punctuation. The can, look I, can I tell you something? Yeah. I had a real problem with Sandman reading it because I felt the font was getting in the way. 
And Derek it, I felt it was distracting. I just wanted the information. I didn't want someone to show me how many different fonts they could create. Um, and, I just wanted information from the text. I would look at the images for the images, and the text was text to convey information. Yeah. And I think Eric pictures death as a naked blonde woman. <laughs> well, you know, it is a personal choice, and some people are going to like what creators do and some don't. But I think that that was an example of what can be done potentially with font. And I think that when you see, let, let's say you were reading, I like just picture if you can reading, I don't know, Sin City, and it's all in comic sans. Are you going to take what's being said as seriously as? It, as I don't know, I can't even think of that. I'm not a graphic designer, but just a, a more gritty or, or looking font. Like well, Comic well, Sans is kind of like the the weird. Well, I, let, I, me, I let me put it this way: it's a, in the comic book, the font choice is like salt with your food. It's yeah. it's it's an accent. You don't know it's you don't really know it's there until it's gone. And Unless it's you're gone, aware of what you're doing. When it's like gone, when salt's gone in your food. Your food doesn't taste good anymore because because salt sort of livens up your taste buds, makes makes it more receptive, make food taste more like food. And without mm -hmm. salt, it's gone. And that's what that's what good typography is. It's the yeah. salt in your meal. If you remove it, it's it's something's not quite right. Yeah. And I really think that typography is important. It's, to Eric, no, it's, I, to I Eric, it. to Eric apparently wants a quest for information. It yeah. it's uh, it's. <laughs> I, I have seen too many comics where they've gotten too fancy with the typography, changing it from one place to another, where it just gets distracting. Well, I've seen you too know what? Often. It's an art. It, it, like obviously, it's an art, but I think that it, it takes great skill to pull it off. And it's not, you know, what 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 one creator thinks is going to work is not necessarily going to work for every member. It's not everyone is going to like Alan Moore, <laughs> and everyone's going to like Neil Gaiman. But I think that it does, if it's used correctly, it, it can add impact or subtlety to what you're trying to portray in a comic. But at the same so, time, I think there are plenty of perfectly reasonable uses of comic sans. I think the hate on it, it is a little intense. It like is, selling it, <laughs> it, it is graphically one of the worst fonts I've ever seen. You know what's wrong with it? It's common. Anything that becomes common cheapens yeah. the the cheapens the appearance of something. Like I have this thing where I refuse to buy Hello Kitty products uh, Eric, <laughs> because it's Eric, a common you... it's a common product that like I I I'm into Japanese street fashion. I love Lolita, but I will not buy Hello Kitty unless uh, for for accessories because it's a common thing. Like I prefer Domokun or something like okay, that. Okay, uh, Eric. Just... Eric, one question: Do you have Netflix? Do I have Netflix? Sure. Yes. Okay, there is a documentary on Netflix called Helvetica. Yeah. Watch it. I I I, I will. Uh, that was in my queue. But <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. Yeah, I think Seraphin has a point here because the the fonts I hear most derided are Times New Roman. Arial and Comic Sans. And I think the reason is not because there's anything wrong with the font, it's just because it's overused. And I and I will, I will agree with that, but that that becomes a different argument than saying it's a blight on culture. It's this is used too much, it makes it look common. I think it's, that it's I, more I think that. blight on culture is like a is a humorous statement. It's yeah. not obviously what people really believe, but it's a sarcastic well, 
know. Here's my big problem, and this is the thing that drives me nuts. Letterers never explain themselves. (laughs) You'll say, you'll show them something and they say, oh, the font's awful. You're like, oh, what's wrong with it? The font's awful. You know, and and there's never any explanation. Oh, you're using Times New Roman. That's awful. Why? Justify your your reason. Well, Times New Roman you should never use for dialogue because the eyes can't flow around the serifs to do quick reading. Well, yes. That and so that would be a, a good you reason. Use, you have to use a sans serif font, but uh, something like Arial or Ver- Verdana has sharp corners, which really doesn't help with with the flow of a comic book. So you have to use something with rounded corners. So you have to use something more like, uh, let's say, Digital Strip or uh, Lambot Pro. You also don't want to use overly fancy fonts for dialogue, like curls or something like that. No, you have to use then, it's a clear sans yeah. serif fonts. Serifs are the are the tails and stuff at the end of a at the edges of fonts. So sans serif are fonts like Arial, Verdana, Futura, uh, Helvetica. And that's a really good and well reasoned argument, and that's the argument we very rarely hear on that subject. Well, but I think I'm going to leave with Ben's very good and well-reasoned ar- argument. Um, I don't know if Jason, are you still here with us? Or I'm here. I'm, okay. I'm basking in the glow. You're basking <laughs> in the glow. <laughs> I, I honestly, uh, I, I just never use it, but I can't. I, I just don't care. <laughs> All right. 